0: Hello. Welcome to Waldman's Words with Emily Burke, Jed Fuchs, my name is Scott Waldman, and we have Joanna and Julia of Satin Puppets on today.
1: Woo! Woo! I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Oh, I saw what you done did there. Uh Full disclaimer, another Waldman's Words family member, which means they get extra love and praise from us, but they <laughs> genuinely are fantastic, so we, we don't have to lie. all guests
2: equal, except for this one, because there's two of them, two twins, so they get a little more. <laughs>
1: Waldman management
0: family member. Everyone on Waldman's Words is in the Waldman's Words family. Aww. But, shout out to Chris Qualls, who also produces under the moniker Nightshade with an X instead of the I for showing me satin puppets, and now consequently, Emily and I and Chris work with them. But this is actually a really cool day because we're recording this intro the day that the song Quagmire was released, and it's incredible. The reaction, the numbers are going up, the feedback's been amazing, and Joanna and Julia should be very, very proud of that, and the interview that we recorded the other week.
1: So good. If you are hearing these words now, go check out the video. Very quickly, don't leave Adobe. Our episode's about to start, but you have to hear the single.
2: Or finish this intro and go during the commercials. But don't click out so Adobe could, you know, make that bank. It like having a show on here. <laughs> but yeah, Joanna and Julia, if they look or sound familiar to you, um, they've done a few stuff before they came out with their own music. They are... Uh, very popular artists on both TikTok and Instagram. they have their own shop where they sell their artwork. I know they do like oils and perfumes and clothing, uh, candles, anything witchy, dark, creepy, that kind of thing. I also believe they were in a Saving Vice music video. Oh. This I just found out because I was looking at the AP uh, comments and everyone's like, these twins look very familiar.
0: (laughs) That's because they're a bunch of little ghouls.
1: Oh,
2: that's their company, man. I wasn't being
1: clever, but you know what? I'll take it. I had to hear it out loud to fully get the pun. I like it.
0: Little ghouls. So, this episode's going to be awesome. We had a really nice time with Joanna and Julia. They haven't really done too many radio shows slash podcasts. So, I'm glad that we could be part of the first. And,. Next week on Waldman's Words, we've got Fat Mike from No Effects, who's probably been on 75 gillion ones.
1: True. And you know what? We, again, do value them all equally. Although I will say, when we're comparing those two, Fat Mike doesn't have their TikTok following. <laughs> they got the TikTok followers. I'm saying Mike doesn't. He's a great guy, but we don't compare. You Shots know what? The fired. vibe
2: isn't really different between the two of them, though. I would say between the two episodes, Fat Mike's vibe was. Very similar, oddly. Very similar. Satin puppets.
0: And just so everyone listening knows, I just got a text from Julia of Satin Puppets, but I will not read
1: it on the air.
2: Why are you telling us? Now Man. we're just gonna want to know.
1: You know, manager confidentiality. Content. Yo, yeah.
0: Anywho, we've got a few seconds left, and I just want to say, Julia, Joanna, you were both fantastic guests. Chris Qualls, we love you. Jed and Emily, you know how I feel about y'all. I'll give you shout-outs right away in the beginning. Waldman's Words, Satin Puppets, Julia, Joanna, enjoy these
1: commercials. Ladies and gentle thems, welcome back to Waldman's Words here on Adobe Radio. Our special guest on today's episode is Satin Puppets. The lovely Julia and Joanna join us for the show. Thank you guys for being here.
3: Thank, Thank you for you having so much us. so for having us. Sorry we, we talk over each other. Yeah, we <laughs> tend to do that a lot, but we, we try to take turns. <laughs>
1: That's every conference call in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Julia and Joanna, we'll figure out which is which. You guys have similar-ish voices, but I'm sure that comes into play in the music. So can you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves in the group?
3: Yes. So, um, yes, we are the Satin Puppets. and. We're um, twin sisters. We're twins. Mm-hmm. We are artists as well. And um, we take a lot of inspiration from, like, nostalgic movies from our childhood. And, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. Now, wait. Just for the listeners, Julia, Joanna, ID yourselves, please.
3: Um. So, Joanna, well, I mean, it's kind of hard to distinguish our voices, but... In our music, Joanna tends to be always singing the um, lower octaves and I'm the more airy octaves. That's good to yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Just, I can distinguish. Food yeah. for thought. So Julia's <laughs> voice is a little more like higher, I guess, and mine's a little lower. But I think when we talk, when we it speak, sounds- it's kind of the same yeah <laughs>
1: identical identical voices you guys are like no we're
3: different but it, it it doesn't matter to me whether or not like people know it's me or joanna speaking yeah. because we we never we mostly agree on everything yeah. we say so <laughs> yeah.
1: cool okay so a little like single mind action you guys have yeah, like the whole telepathy thing going on definitely. good
3: yeah like oh, we definitely cool. like speak for each other too like sometimes whenever i say like me or i like I am speaking like for me and julia and, <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: <laughs> hey. it's funny like we'll, when we talk and we've had this ever since we were little like we'll always know exactly like we're always on the same page and like we know exactly what we're trying to communicate so like the other one of us will chime in when when one of us like tends to like not know how to explain something and like we just kind of work together in that way i, I don't know yeah. spooky
2: <laughs> I want to get to like the twin telepathy thing a little bit later on just cuz I'm so interested in it. I feel like you guys both definitely are connected in some way like that. But before that I do want to paint the picture so people can really understand who you are and like your style and your vibe because this is a podcast so you're most likely not um looking at a picture or like know what know exactly what I'd be talking about. But if you could describe I know, um, we've talked within like your management team about words to describe you because it's so unique. And I feel like a lot of people are so drawn to it, but they don't know how to describe it. So if you could give like, three words to describe your your style and your art.
3: Okay, so um, for our music with our producer, um, CQ, and with thought we were kind of like coming up with words to describe it and we came up with fairy core which i feel like is a really good way to it's like i guess it's an aesthetic that used to describe an aesthetic but i i like to use it to describe our music and also um graveyard core or grave core or just like ethereal (laughs) core yeah Or like um the other one I came up It's definitely in the dark, ethereal realm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, ghostly, atmospheric, too.
0: I just see Wednesday Adams. That's what I see.
2: But they're lighter than Wednesday. They're like, Wednesday only wore white.
0: Yeah, you're not also plotting your brother's death. So I'm just <laughs> saying aesthetically.
2: I would think Melanie Martinez, if Melanie Martinez got like trapped in oh a. um edgar Allan
1: poe
3: poem <laughs> i love, love melanie I, so yeah. much
2: That's so a great.
0: prisoner version of uh, melanie martinez is uh, a
2: dark poetic
0: great, great.
3: I love that. So, Aww, that is just, just full
0: <laughs> disclosure so basically i met julia and joanna actually still yet to do so in person thanks covid but eventually <laughs> but i met them through a client of mine named Chris Qualls who plays in a band title babes and is a songwriter producer. And he showed me the music that they were working on and was like, I think that we could team up really well on this. And Mm -hmm. I thought he was right. And then I met the ladies and now their very first single is coming out quagmire, which we're going to get into satin puppets and that song later. But I just want to say that the girls are very new clients of myself and Chris Qualls, and we're very excited.
3: Yeah, so yes, and we are very excited, too. I I feel like this is exactly the way we're meant to put our music out there with, like, such a supportive um, team, and, like, everyone, feel like, really understands our vision, and we yes. just feel so lucky to have connected with you guys. Yeah. It's literally a dream team. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to, like, put our music out the way that we really feel destined to put it out there, like, without you guys. so.
1: Yeah. I oh. wasn't
0: fishing for compliments, but I'll take them. Jed, yeah. you're.
1: <laughs> you guys are like nice. We like having like mean people on the show. You guys are No, like, we don't. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the part where we dive all the way back into your miraculous birth and maybe a little further after that and begin from the beginning of the story. Wonder of wonders, miracle of miracles. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys grow up hearing a lot of music in your house?
3: Yes. So my mom um, would always put on like Russian music because we're half Russian. Mm -hmm. So we grew up listening to like a lot of Zinkira and Yubeh, which I I mean, you guys probably might not know what it is, but they were pretty like big artists. And I'd say that they're pretty like influential to us. Like I feel like we take a lot of inspiration from their sound. And also from a lot of film scores from, like, shows that we watched growing up. And um, that also doesn't just include, like, Russian um, shows and Russian music. We, of course, also listen to a lot of, like, film scores from movies, like from, um, like, Tim Burton movies, of course. Was that what your
0: family was playing? Like, the Tim Burton movies, obviously, like, personal but were you growing up with that music being blasted on the speakers in your house or were your parents listening to some other things
3: um our parents listened to like the russian music that we are also was, like more by more cultural music but yeah. on our own i guess like we we were really interested in like dark like film theatrical type things yeah <laughs> and our grandma always um like raised us to be very expressive too like she would teach us nursery rhymes and like teach us how to perform it and like sing it like while performing it I don't know how to explain it like she just raised us to be like very creative and so I feel like that's always been kind of an interest to us like things that are theatrical and things that are performative and like um expressive in that way and I feel like it's because of that it's been instilled in us like since we were children that like it's just so natural for us to lean towards like creative outlets to not just express ourselves, but also get through like situations that you go through as in, an adult, like as, as in the world out there, like you, you find yourselves in like, um, crazy situations. Yeah. I, I feel like it's always been an outlet for us and yeah.
1: <laughs> they prepped you for the world.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, well, I actually have a
0: question because when I started making music, and I know that music is a newer venture for you guys, but you've been doing it in some form for a long time. I'd say middle school was where I really kind of set myself apart from what I grew up on, like the Beatles and the Who and all that stuff, and then Mm
3: -hmm.
0: started listening to like Nirvana, Weezer, and Green Day. What were your... Middle school bands that got oh, you yeah. to where you
3: <laughs> <There> are. So <laughs> many. That is such a good question. We, we listened, we had a huge obsession with Green Day, My Chemical Romance, mm-hmm. The Used, mm-hmm. Link 182, um, Incubus, um, the list goes on. <laughs> the list goes on. But also, like, uh, we did really listen to a lot of film scores too, like the soundtrack from Edward Scissor and, like, um, yeah, we would watch Edward Scissorhands Hands on repeat like all the time. I'm a film
2: score person. I, I love it so much. It was honest it was on my uh Spotify end of the year list oh and I was really embarrassed because I listen to it when I work out because it's so good and you don't have to keep changing it.
3: Yes.
0: I like show tunes. <laughs> the so
2: are you familiar with or have you ever really delved deep into the um Sweeney Todd soundtrack. Ten the tale with Sweeney
0: Todd.
2: Yeah, I like it. The use of music is really smart. Yeah. Oh, Stephen
0: Sondheim's a god, and uh, we realize now, satin puppets. All we're gonna be doing now is asking me questions about Broadway songs. So you might as well hang (laughs) up. Not kidding. So you're listening to an eclectic blend of artists from you know rock, alternative, grunge, and and all this stuff all over the place. Screamo. When you guys were listening to that stuff, were you creating stuff on your own? Did you have any musical vision, you know, in middle school slash high school?
3: Um, Aside from just singing them all the time, because we've been singing since we were really little too. So like aside from singing, um, I think we were mainly inspired by the aesthetic of all of the that, that like genre i guess like we are the, the visuals i guess that we yeah. would, that we would imagine from listening to the music especially the used that yeah. one like their album love to death it like it was In so love and death? I you. love that yeah. album love death yeah In love and, it was death, very and visual <laughs> yeah i feel like like yeah because we kind of were more expressive through drawing and painting like back then I, and we still are now but, like, it started really with, with that, with visual expression. Um, yeah, I feel like we would just draw things that we would imagine when listening to their music.
1: So, yeah, so you guys weren't getting into, like, recording or performing just yet yeah, at all? No. Still, Still getting your influences, and like you said, from, like, Tim Burton soundtracks and things like that, but were you getting... Uh, you know, a lot of your, a lot of your art is clearly the visual presentation. So is this why, where you guys are also developing your like aesthetic?
3: Yes. I feel like, oh oh, yeah. Like I think the visual um, element is really important to us when communicating our messages. And that's why like we really prioritize making music videos to each song that we release. Mm -hmm. That's really important to us and creating like an artwork for each song as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like we want to try to make it as immersive as possible to like, really communicate our messages. And I feel like it's not just like, messages that I I don't know, I've always felt like um, creation is healing, like not only for the creator, but also for people like that are experiencing it. And I feel like sound and, um, and visuals like together working together, like is a more effective way to like create that experience for somebody and so um i don't know if that made sense but
1: yeah actually well ask ask your sister
0: did it make sense to her
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything joanna says it could be gibberish it could it'll make sense to me okay
1: <laughs> you do speak their own language yes confirmed
3: yeah, i feel like we definitely when we were little like because we We didn't actually learn English until we went into school. We just spoke in Russian and Spanish to each other, like a mix of the two languages. (laughs) And we had mostly just insiders, like things that only me and Julia would like understand. So people would like look at us and, think we're aliens like they're like what are they talking about what are they saying and, and why are they always shy too so yeah. we're just like whispering gibberish yeah, to each yeah.
1: <laughs> half like, russian half, half spanish no way
3: we were really strict with us growing up so like she always like had us be really quiet so like we were always like whispering in our room to each other like <laughs> concocting our like drawings or whatever like we were doing like we also liked i noticed treating our our toys like our dolls like little voodoo dolls like I remember dissecting them a lot and hiding things <laughs> in their bodies and like I don't know we right. had things like that growing not up not
1: just ripping the heads off of Barbies but like the full next step up
3: <laughs> we liked Dang. hiding like, little letters in there and like items in their bodies
1: <laughs> whispering <laughs> secrets into them
3: yes <laughs> well
0: I, I have a question because maybe we should reserve the second half and for the record We have about 10 minutes left to the first half. It's been the quickest 15 minutes ever. (laughs) And I think we could talk about your fine art, you know, because I don't know anything about how that started. I obviously know the genesis to satin puppets, but were you crafting from a really young age along with singing?
3: Absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, my grandma, like, we spent a lot of time at my grandma's house, and she always gave us so many different materials to make things out of, like, we would, we would make things out of Play-Doh all the time, and, like, clay, and so, like, dresses and things like that, and, like, we'd spend a lot of time, like, outside, too, like, in the gardens, um, making Which is another big inspiration to our aesthetic, like, um, visually and musically, is um, nature. And because we've been, like, drawing inspiration from it. Pun intended. Pun intended, (laughs) yes.
1: (laughs) Exciting. Yeah, you guys have multiple multiple outlets for your you exciting
0: jed i want them to you know feel how you feel right now Exciting!
1: exciting.
3: <laughs> thank
1: you that's my level that's my vibe like i love and respect what you guys do i don't think i could ever do it i'm the exact opposite
3: oh my well, God, brutish. i've always like encouraged people to try things that they're interested in yeah. there's, there's like i don't know there's of course a level of um like anxiety that I guess I get before I try something I've never tried before but I always channel that into like always worth exploring yeah just to explore it yeah
1: I don't know you (laughs) guys have like a clear like deliberacy to your style very delicate I feel like I would be breaking things
2: one thing about their like style though at least what I get from it that I think will bring in a lot of people even with Jed's energy is morbid curiosity mm. everyone has it and when they see something dark and creepy and yet mm. so like light and dainty I would call it a morbid curiosity of seeing what is going on here mm-hmm. and like you, it, it's everyone has it everyone's curious you can be like the complete opposite of that look but everyone has that
1: mm-hmm.
3: yes that's a good way to put it yeah. uh, I love the way that you put things um <laughs>
1: She's Thank the you. fucking jam, yo. <laughs> a little, a little esotericism, a little occult action. Um, but so, how did you guys start to turn from n- nonsense gibberish speaking children into like clearly well formed adults? How did you guys start to take your creative energies and apply them to you know real outlets?
3: It's just always been, I guess, our strongest language because we've never mm. like felt, I guess, comfortable communicating. With like conversation, I guess. So like our way of communicating Mm -hmm. our minds is through creation. Mm -hmm. I feel like art and music. We've, we've, yeah, like (laughs) we've always been like mostly observers. And I feel like even through high school, we would like observe things that others would go through or like just be like, we were always kind of the ones that, that, um, were quiet and then like create things that we feel like were meant to be put in the world to like help those that were stuck or like help those that are like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is why
0: you use art in a physical form to explain it.
3: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, you just, you're explaining that you can't explain it other than with art. Yeah. Uh, Charades. Yeah. But it is true that art art as symbols can help us discover and express things that we couldn't before. And if you can provide that for someone else, especially in addition to yourself. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: But so did you guys, so did that turn into both fine art and music? What, what musical paths did you start taking yourselves down? Were you guys just recording your voices into garage band or did you learn instruments?
3: Um, yeah, we actually learned piano at a really young age too. And like we would hear music and just, um, without ever learning the notes, um, we would just by ear play, play what we really liked on piano and sometimes just make up our own things and like sing to it just for fun. Cause we had a piano in our house when we were little. And so like, that's something we did for fun, but we never like we never recorded it. We never it, recorded or, like, it. Really put yeah. it out there or put it out there. It was there. just something we'll... we would like practice to just mm-hmm. like express ourselves like in privacy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so. yeah. yeah. But again, you developed the tools to start expressing yourself, knowing how to play <laughs> piano when you wanted to start doing more public music. You said, oh, well, we play piano. Yes. <laughs> And then did you guys start taking that, like, was this, like, high school era that you no. were taking these and applying them and taking it to the next step? Yes.
3: yes. Yeah, it was, like, high school. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and had you guys performed in, like, other bands? Did you guys try to, like, go do other musical ventures with other people at that time?
3: Um, not no. really. Me and joy have always been really, like, to ourselves. And I feel like what really... What, what really, when we re- I'm sorry, I'm like stuttering a lot. What You're really- allowed.
0: It's okay. We're great.
3: <laughs> what really, I guess, um, was the first step that we took in putting ourselves out there and, and our art out there was Instagram. I feel like when we got Instagram was our first time that we would start posting our drawings and our art out there and, and then we started YouTube to as well. we and would, like, YouTube. record covers and yeah, post them on YouTube. But that was until later. But like yeah. it really started with Instagram. Like with that was when we first ever were like open with our art and wanted to share it with the world. And like we started to I think really develop our our identity on Instagram, like who who we are as artists. And like it kind of really turned in turned into what it is now like But that started in high school and that was like before then we were really like I would I wouldn't really share my art that much like I would just show it to my friends that I don't know like we just with our amongst our friends and stuff. Draw for our friends. Yeah. we like portraits for our friends just for fun. (laughs) Yeah. Like and uh, something we did a lot too was was draw like tattoos on our friends and it's funny because now we're also tattoo artists. Uh, is like oh. I didn't know that. Me neither. And we're tattoo artists as well.
1: There you go. Maybe I mean, you guys have worn-
3: each other.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, like we've yes. practiced
3: yes. on each other so much. Yeah. Most of our tattoos, like all over our legs, are all our own art.
0: Maybe you guys are the reason why the face tattoo is popular for a minute. You
3: know? <laughs>
2: Maybe I don't so think actually- that'll die. I think they'll be there for a while, especially like the ones close to the ear. I think some of them are cool. Depends what you get. I'm not commenting on whether I think it's cool or
0: uncool. Anyway, (laughs) we have two minutes and 40 seconds left of this segment. And then let's devote the second one to, you know, the Chris Qualls introduction and your music and moving forward with that because we have some exciting things going on. But is there any advice that you would like to give to the younger version of yourself in regards to art, whether it's fine art or, uh, music?
3: That is such a good question. Um, definitely. Um, I would say like, just really don't worry about like the outside world and what people are going to think of you. Just do what makes you happy and really just practice it as much as you can. Mm -hmm. and like soon you'll find your like your spark I guess and like it'll grow into something that mm-hmm. you wouldn't even have ever imagined it to be mm-hmm. yeah and to really um remember who you are and don't let like the world and the noise out there it can it can get it can get to your head and just remember it can get quite loud yeah it really can just remember what your your initial intentions are and your passions, and don't forget about like all of the things that make you individual, and um, and keep in touch with yourself. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Self-reflect
2: every once in a while. It's good to sit down and be like, "What do I like? What do I want? Yeah. How do I feel about all these things?
0: Who am yeah. I? What am Who I? When <laughs> am I?"
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's easy to lose yourself in things mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah well plus this is your guys passion you're staying true to yourself
2: exactly
1: mm-hmm. yes now we've come to the end of segment one we're gonna yeah. come back we're gonna take a little break we're gonna come right back after some mercy's and talk more about your modern music career so everyone's listening thank you for sticking around hang tight for some messages from adobe and we'll be right back
0: all right We are in the sequel to part one, part two of Waldman's words with Jed Fuchs, Emily Burke, I am Scott Waldman, and Julia and Joanna of Satin Puppets are here. Hello. 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 (laughs) Is this your first interview as Satin Puppets?
3: Yes. Yes. Yay.
0: (laughs) All right. So let's talk about that. So we alluded to this earlier, but... Chris Qualls is an amazing songwriter and producer. And I manage him and his band, Title Babes. And he sent me your music. And now we work with you. But I would like to hear about what kickstarted this whole relationship and project. So the floor is yours, either Julia or Joanna.
3: <laughs> okay, so um, we met CQ actually through... Um, through... Kevin from, in, on Instagram, Kevin had reached, Kev Ghost had reached out to us about making products for his brand and things like didn't work out because of some drama with Kev Ghost and, but, um, we kept our connection with CQ, which we were introduced to by Kevin and we're so grateful that we, ended up like meeting CQ and working with him because he's so talented mm-hmm. and like understands our vision and everything. And we were saying like everything in the universe like happens for a reason because I feel like even though like, I don't know, like I feel like we wouldn't have been able to meet CQ if we didn't like have Kevin reach out to us like that and then like connect us to CQ. So yeah, like we just feel like um the fact that CQ couldn't work with Kevin anymore. Um, it was just meant to be that like he's working with us now and we are just we've just connected like instantly. Like he understands our vision and he's so talented at what he does and yeah, <laughs> we just feel like everything happens for a reason. We've always noticed synchronicities like in our lives. So it's just another another of those synchronicities that really like reassures us that we're doing like what we're meant to do so yeah.
1: ooh, that's the best feeling validation yes yeah.
3: <laughs> from the universe
1: <laughs> oh thank god i'm doing the right thing i'm not totally messing this up
3: <laughs> yes and
1: Almost. then that's yeah and that's how you got brought into the next
3: mm-hmm.
2: i'm a big believer in the deja vu means that you're on the right
3: Oh, mm. definitely, yes. Yeah. So
2: anytime deja vu comes up, but speaking of Chris Qualls, we just did another episode right before this one, um, where we also spoke about Chris Qualls because <laughs> I feel like he's implemented That's all we anywhere. Do. <laughs> he's a renaissance man, and he could adapt to like a bunch of different genres and projects, mm-hmm. and like yeah. he's, he's like a superhuman in that sense. But in every other
0: sense because he's tall as fuck.
2: <laughs> he's very tall and Definitely his is okay. very small
1: yeah
2: um but as, with the episode as well not only did you have Chris in common but also the idea of things kind of snowballing into other things where you may take this one opportunity but then it leads to a completely other one that you didn't even think would happen and so that happened with you know Um, A bad situation happened with another artist, but it led you to meeting Chris. And And now we're here and you have a song, which by the time this comes out, should be out or will be out in the next couple of days. Yes. (laughs) And everything just worked out. The universe found its Mm -hmm. its place.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yes.
1: (laughs) So more in the modern era, where... When I find your guys' social medias, when I, you know, look, do my searching, if I'm listening to this episode right now and I'm looking up Satin puppets, what type of work do you, what do you want me to find? Do you guys want me to start looking up your music or your fine art? Like, what are you really presenting now?
3: Um, definitely both, because they both work together to create, like, the full experience that we want to put out there. So, I definitely wouldn't mind if you looked up like our music first or our visuals, they really like communicate with each other. And yeah.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Those spooky vibes.
2: I also, uh, speaking of like social media, you guys have quite a large presence on the two biggest Instagram and TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you talk a little bit about, specifically TikTok, because I feel like that's a newer one that a lot of people maybe don't understand. Um, and why you were driven to
3: that platform? Um, yeah, so in the beginning, we kind of got TikTok because like, we were bored during quarantine, there was like nothing to do. So we were like, why don't we just like, just like post like random videos, and maybe it'll reach out, reach somebody and we would just post like our paintings, drawings, and like random covers of us singing songs that we love, and um, then we posted one video that we didn't even expect to go viral, and it and then it kind of started from there. Yeah, we we did a cover of a, re- a really really short cover of. Um, you- Patience and yes. What is the song? we're called? like, what is it called? It's this. It's the song by Patience and goes, I know. We
0: did this cover that we really poured our hearts into. It was called I don't remember.
3: <laughs> that is twenty four seven. We're super spacey. Like our our minds. Are, like I think I really am an alien, just in oh, the it's, not- <laughs> it's called tonight. You belong to me. Yeah, tonight you belong to me. Is what it's called.
0: You belong right. to me, and I belong to
1: you. I just heard <laughs> a Jewel song.
0: Anyway, Jed, like,
1: like our previous guest on the show last week's episode, uh, he well, talks. Not, about wait, wait, wait,
0: wait! Actually, not last week's because their episode's airing before Danny's. But
1: oh, uh, next Hi, week's Danny DeLeon. De hi, Danny. Next week's episode, he talks about starting a band when he was fifteen, and he's like, "Yeah, this was pre-internet." And we were like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> So there's a big difference when, you know, I'm assuming you guys are 15 and you guys already have Instagram at your disposal and you're locked in because of a a, a pandemic and you can use TikTok as an outlet. I definitely
3: would encourage like anybody to, because I feel like TikTok is just such a great and encouraging um, community of people. Like, and we all appreciate like, each other for who we really are I feel like TikTok is a place to be really real and like open and honest and you re- we built our community so fast on there and I feel like everybody really has a place on TikTok to like explore like who- what they're meant to do I feel like I I've, I see so many people's um like stories on on TikTok of how they became like an artist or how they became their own business owner or like any of that and I feel like TikTok is such a good um, way to put yourself out there like you will find like your supporters like so fast and like I feel like the universe really wanted us to like um, start our music and take our, our, our music like seriously by connecting us so instantly with exactly the people we're meant to be working with and the people that really support our music and everything and yeah, <laughs> right.
0: well, I just want to I just want to say and this is when I learned from Professor Burke, Emily, because she is my TikTok guru, that authenticity really sells on there. Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess, the best way to build your brand. And I can honestly say that that's the way I feel it should be everywhere. So that's a good thing. So mm-hmm. tell me about the very first session you had with Chris
3: so it was like pure magic it was was literally magical like the moment we got in there we like showed him some recordings that we had on our phone of some um some like melodies that we had came up with Mm -hmm. like like throughout the month as soon as we got in the studio uh, all we did was just like we showed CQ like some of our art and like we described to him what we would want our sound to be like and like We want it to almost feel like you are walking inside our paintings, or you are one of these creatures that we paint, and like the sounds that you hear in this world, and like the nostalgic feeling you would have, and like the ghostly, like I don't know, presences that you would feel around you, but like also feel safe at the same time, but like feel like it haunting. We just described to him like what we would want our sound to feel like, and he knew like instantly what like what how to like create that for us and. We also showed him, um, like shows that we watched growing up, like some of the Russian, um, stop motions that we watched with like all the little weird, like nostalgic noises in them, like the instruments they would use. And like, and he would, and he would like sample, we actually sampled things from like shows that we watched when we were little. Like, um, we the actually, sound yeah, there was a show sounds. called, um, Chiburashka that, that we watched growing up and it's about a little creature that arrives like in an orange crate to, um, this little toy shop. And so like he becomes friends with this little lonely crocodile that owns the the little toy shop. And, um, or like he, he's like, I don't know. He, he, he's a little (laughs) crocodile. And so like one of the sounds that we really liked was the sound of like the chess piece moving when he was like playing chess by himself. And like that sound, um, we actually sampled to, and put in our music, so. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: So it's super important working with not just A, Chris Qualls, but the Chris Qualls. Yes. Y, him being able to hear that noise in your head and then Free, actually...
0: girl. Breathe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, mo-
0: yeah. Well, 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 he couldn't do it without them and they couldn't do it without him. But anyway, exactly. was Quagmire the very first song that, you did with him
3: yeah yes. and we did yeah. it that that first day that we met him. yeah because like, when, we recorded when, it and everything <laughs> yeah w- when we met cq we actually already had like our whole we have our whole first album written out and i have like the whole concept for it and like the message for it and everything we so now it's just a matter of like coming in and recording each song but it's crazy how fast we like just record it. Like we do an entire song in one day and like it, it goes so smoothly and um, we just make little minor changes like in the lyrics um, as we go. But yeah, we have like the whole first thing. Um, Well,
0: well, speaking of quick, I just want to give everyone a frame of reference. So right now we're recording and it is January 13th. But if you're listening to this live on Adobe radio, It is currently January 26th. And if you're listening to this on your podcast app or anywhere on the internet, it could be any day. But as of, you know, the time this episode airs, Quagmire will be out in the world and it will have hopefully, I'm saying hopefully because holy shit, what if it doesn't, premiered with Alternative Press. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about that.
3: Isn't that cool? Uh, (laughs) So exciting! That's that's crazy to me, and I feel so, so like honored, and so I feel so ready for this too. It's such a I I don't know. I almost felt it coming. I I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's weird. Whenever we have moments like this, I feel like we were preparing for it because I I feel ready for it. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm making sense again.
0: No, you're making sense. It's kind of thematic with you know just just do the work and good things happen to good people and yeah that whole you know i guess pleasant vibe right but now let let's talk about the future because you know this song's dead man it's been out for a few days what's next
3: <laughs> so um our next i don't know if i want to say the next song yet you don't like... need to
0: say the name but <laughs> um what i personally love is the goal that you guys have for every month of the year goal it might not be met but um i think that that's something you should totally discuss because yeah. if you don't make a plan don't be surprised that nothing happens
3: right so i definitely plan to have um one song well this is if cq can, can work with us to make this happen too is to have one song out each month and um and then hopefully jump right into the second album. Cause I actually am already working on the second album too, like writing that. So I feel like, yeah, definitely having one song out a month would be amazing. if We can do that.
1: Great. Yeah. And, and do you guys think that again, you're, you're pretty young compared to a lot of the rock stars we have on the show and, They've had different journeys getting their their work out. It used to be that you would try and drop a huge album as often as you could, and it would have 10-minute-long, mind-blowing songs, but we know neither of those things work in 2021. You have to both be releasing highly consistently and that songs have to be more maybe bite-sized. Is that something you guys have learned through your TikTok work, or do you think that's true?
3: Um, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: Releasing more consistent. I think, I think
1: consistent. Or less, or is consistent
0: quality content leads to yeah. better engagement. Yeah,
3: yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that was true before TikTok and Instagram, and we just didn't use those words for it.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: And, so, and that's why you guys are growing a fan base pre-release on a ton of your work. You guys already have people who are interested in who you are and your work.
3: Yeah and i feel so lucky for all of them too I, I feel like even even those who have before they even knew that we were going to do music like i feel like because they know our art so well and, and because they would love to hear like the the sound elements of our world like they're so excited too and i i feel like i'm i'm just so honored and so like lucky to have all of them that they, um, that they really know our work. They know our, our like paintings, like our world. And, um, the fact that they're so excited to hear like what it would sound like in our world. Um, I, I'm excited for them to experience that. And yeah, <laughs> I always talk about how it's so cool that music actually can heal you physically too, because of the frequencies that sounds emit. Like, the, um, the way that it actually affects your physical body, like your physical vessel, like the way the frequencies like vibrate throughout your, your being and it can actually help align like your energy. And I think that is just such a cool added kind of, um, thing. Yeah. Wait, do you know
0: much about music therapy?
3: Um, I, I, Just by the sound of it, yeah. I I
0: honestly don't, but I'm I'm right here that it's the clinical and evidence based use of music interventions to accomplish individualized goals within a therapeutic relationship by a credentialed professional who has completed an approved music therapy program. So people literally kind of like um acupuncture with Mm
3: -hmm.
1: for your ears, right? Yeah. Yes. Or like the the science of binaural beats and what are are called binaural beats, which is really just like tones at certain frequencies that like, we know actually do uh, change the way the brain like perceives what's going on. And that's like, so spooky and scary. But like, so like, don't believe the title of every YouTube video you believe, but do you guys gonna use your music to sort of help people achieve greater? Yeah, like mental and physical spaces? Mm -hmm.
3: Yes, definitely. Like beyond just lyrically, beyond like what we're actually saying with our words. And that again, too, is another way of healing, because I feel like the most effective way to actually cast spells like into the universe is through words, through words are so powerful, and they really resonate with people, especially through music. Like, I feel like the way that people Interpret things is so catered to their individual like circumstance or whatever they're going through, and it, it you can really put something out there that that anybody can identify with, like with um music, and then uh, along that along with the sounds that they're hearing too, like um of the music is like a whole um like healing experience. <laughs> so yeah, yeah,
1: yeah exactly. There's there's a physical reaction to your work that I have and that I'm going to have when I get into listening to it more when these
2: songs drop. Yes. <laughs> I think what's great too, and it kind of brings us into the year 2021 and what is almost expected from an artist now, is it's all-encompassing the project. So there's the music, there's the visual, there's the art. Mm-hmm. And then there's just like the feeling of it. And I feel like doing this in your debut is almost revolutionary because I feel like it takes music artists so long to develop like the all-encompassing like album drop. Yeah. But because you had that art background, it was easy to make that transition into music and then create the world
3: exactly exactly i feel like this is the music is something we've been preparing for without even realizing like way before like way before we were even thinking to do music because we were we were already developing like the the um theme of like our message and everything and then um so creating the music was like an almost like an added added element to um like the whole experience. <laughs> I think right. a really good example um, of someone who does it, if
2: I like, cause I know I'm also very bad with using my words. Um, if no, I didn't not. make it very clear. No, you
0: are not. No, you're but not.
2: Think of an artist like The Weeknd. So obviously very different than your style of music, but he is able to create a world, create the visuals. Mm-hmm create the story, then drop the album that kind of like finishes it and tells everything. And through that, there's like characters, there's uh, a whole plot, there's everything. Coheed and Cambria,
1: Jed. Oh, well, don't get me started. But yeah, exactly. My favorite type of music is when it's an entire multi genre experience, multimedia experience, Coheed and Cambria, Dance Gavin Dance is doing it now, Zarface, but Gorillaz being the, possibly yeah, gorillas the most famous. Like,
3: they, your they
1: launched one song. They launched Clint Eastwood as a single, and they were massive. It was, yeah. And they both had famous works from before, but do you guys see yourselves as a type of parallel to that, where you're building a full universe that isn't Feels just good. the music? Or the... Feels the <laughs> Yes, like that.
3: definitely. I love that you bring up the Gorillaz, because I feel like the way that they create their animations like for a lot of their yeah. their videos um and the way it feels like the paintings and the drawings are like coming to life that's kind of what we have um imagined for in the future for our our music as well is like to really bring like the paintings to life like the the world that it that they are cuz we've always used our paintings as an escape from reality but also as a way to learn about reality and project like real life situations into them. And I feel like there's a whole level of like learning and expanding your mind that can come from that, so.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Well, I just have a two-part question because believe it or not, in about three minutes, this will be over and I will cry for an hour straight.
3: <laughs> oh my gosh, that went by so fast. It's insane.
0: <laughs> well, you're welcome. So part <laughs> question. Part number one, if you had to use an adjective to describe this radio experience, what would it be? And part two, it's not really a question, it's just list your socials. So, okay.
3: Okay. Um, so I to feel like it, to describe. Well, it, we should
0: say who, you should say who you are before you say it. Like, yeah. I want to
3: Julia. <laughs> go, like, this is Scott. Uh, this uh, adjective. Uh, uh. Uh, the first adjective that came to my mind for some reason was blossoming but yeah i was thinking something along the lines of that
1: okay
3: like just doodling roses (laughs) because yeah i don't know it just helps me like with my nerves to like have a pencil in my (laughs) hand i I had a visual in my head of a little moth coming out of a cocoon so if there's a word for that
1: (laughs) (laughs) the best answer to that question we have ever gotten
3: period (laughs) Yeah, I definitely like I imagined a, a moth, like a little a little fuzzy, like brown moth with like eyes on its wings and like it's coming out of its little cocoon and then when it opens its little wings it's like has these big eyes. <laughs>
1: Aww. Aww. You skipped right over adjective and went straight into experience. But we have to ask you to go right into your socials, please. Let's make sure we can find you.
3: Okay, so um our Instagram is satin puppet, satin dot puppet. And mm. then our TikToks, mine is Grave Puppet and Joanna's is Murmur Puppet with a dot in the middle. Yeah. So murmur period puppet and then grave period puppet. And <laughs> we
1: can find your uh, personals through there, but what's your uh, fine art one as well?
3: And then little ghouls is our fine art one on Instagram, little period ghouls. And then same thing on TikTok. I believe.
1: Scott, Scott, they're really on top of their social media game. All of their names are blank dot blank.
0: (laughs) And here's the thing. We didn't even have to
3: tell them. I just realized that's a consistent thing.
1: Didn't even have to tell them to do that. They didn't even realize they were doing it. (laughs) Crazy shit, bro. (laughs)
3: Oh <laughs> but sadly now we
1: are here at the end of the show yeah. we had satin puppets on the show today this has been waldman's words you are listening here on adobe radio either live on tuesdays at 5 p.m pacific or on the adobe app which you should definitely be doing the show also releases as a podcast on all your favorite platforms later in the week so make sure to check out our satin puppets episode there our fearless leader at scott lewis waldman or at Lido beach on twitter emily burke our co-host at emily burke everywhere i'm jed fuchs at jed fuchs everywhere except for twitter where i'm suspended ladies and gentlemen we have sad puppets on the show today Woo! thank you for joining us guys
3: thank you so much for having us